I greet you in Lord's holy name. It's uh, such a joy for us to meet together like this. We are so much thankful to God for the life he has given us and the privilege. Uh, this week we have decided to study the book of Esther. I'm excited and uh, I'm so happy that uh, we can start this evening. I requested uh, uh, dear sister, Dr. Shirley. She's a busy doctor, but she attends our Bible study whenever she's uh, uh, free. I'm so thankful to God for her commitment. And uh, today she will lead us in prayer that uh, the Lord will enable us as we uh, study the book of Esther for the next four days. It will be a blessing for all of us. Sister Shirley. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you, Father, for giving us this wonderful time. We thank you, Father, for giving us this wonderful opportunity to utilize this time together to study your word, Father. As we're going to meditate on the book of Esther today, Father, be with us, O Master. Help us to understand your purpose which you have given in our lives, Lord. Help us to apply whatever we study in our day-to-day -day lives, Father. Mm -hmm. Help us to do things according to your will, Father. Mm -hmm. Father, as we know in the book of Esther, Father, you are working in the background, Father. Mm -hmm. Even though your name is not mentioned in the book of Esther, Father, mm -hmm. we reveal your plan. We reveal what you have done through Esther in the, in the background, Father. Help us to understand this purpose which you have done in each and every one of our lives, Father. Mm -hmm. Father, we pray for Billy Uncle, Father. Mm -hmm. And we also thank you for the work which he have done for us, Father, to help us to study your word together, Father. Bless mm -hmm. each and every member present in this study, Father. Be with us throughout the session. We give all glory and honor to you. In mm -hmm. Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Sister Shirley. Dr. Shirley is from Nagar Koyal. I'm really grateful to God for this real privilege of studying God's word during this lockdown period. And also, I'm so much thankful to God for your keen interest in studying God's word. That really motivates me to prepare and I'm excited. I sincerely thank my brothers who are helping me in the technical side and my brothers and sisters who stand with me in prayer come up the way in which uh, they pray for this uh, program and uh, the way in which they pray for one another, it's amazing. Just in the uh, Tamil class, there was one sister who has joined. Last uh, Friday, she informed us that, last week she informed us that uh, her mother is uh, not at all happy that uh, she's attending this Bible study. And uh, we are praying for one another and encouraging one another. I really feel that it is something a very good fellowship i enjoy with all of you i'm grateful to god for this uh, real privilege before we go into the uh, book of esther we need to see, look at the background and uh, not only book of esther even in other books we need to study the history properly and by the way brothers and sisters the old testament history is very very important I like my dear brother, Dr. Godwin Nicholson, the way in which he leads uh, Old Testament made it easy. And I really wish that uh, I will uh, 
include uh, his uh, uh, presentations uh, in our WhatsApp group so that uh, if you're interested, even in these days, you can uh, get to know their uh, over Old Testament overview or Old Testament survey. And when we look at this book, we see that uh, it uh, took place uh, during Israel's captivity. When we studied uh, Sephania, we saw that along with uh, Jeremiah, he warned the southern kingdom that uh, Babylonians will come and capture you. And it has happened. And after that, the Persians, they overtook the Babylonians. In the book of Daniel, we read about that history. Even in Nehemiah, Esther, we read about these histories. And uh, Esther is part of that uh, historical event. The Persian king, Sasax one who is referred as uh, Agasaurus, he ruled in 486, between 486 and 465. During that time, Esther has come in. And uh, geography we need to note down, 127 provinces from India. It's not exactly from uh, uh, full India as such. Uh, Indus Valley, we know about that those days it was very famous. In the next picture we'll show you. Till Ethiopia, a northern part of Africa, they, uh, he was ruling. And uh, God's providence is a main message and uh, in taking care of the Jews who are scattered all over these places. It's not one part of that uh, rule. He was, they were there. But uh, in fact, in all the 127 provinces, the letters were sent. The Jews were, Jews were there in every place. This uh, map, I really uh, happy to see this one. I sincerely thank uh, Dear Varivel for bringing out this uh, lovely map. I just, I just told him that uh, some map, uh, Babylonian Empire or Persian Empire, he brought out very nicely. See, look at... Uh, the right side in this uh, river is going. Till there, they were ruling. And other side is Africa, till Africa. And uh, Shushan is in the center. In the center, you can see that uh, Shushan is a capital for Persian kingdom. Next to Babylon, Babylonia, they were there. So this is the geographical background of this book. We need to look at some of the uh, customs and cultural background. It's very, very important to see wherever we are uh, involved in God's work, it's good to know the culture. And uh, in this book, we need to raise some uh, important questions. One of the things is understanding the culture. One thing is very clear that uh, they were uh, people who are celebrating, who are having feast. And of late we see that in many, many places, uh, people have wanted to have banquets and go to extremes also. They want to have nightclubs and uh, they want to enjoy, they want to drink more. And uh, weekends they want to enjoy. All sorts of things are happening right now. Even in Persian time, it was there. 
today we are planning to look at uh, first two chapters there itself there are four banquets are organized the culture was uh, very strong in uh, celebrating and uh, naturally uh, drinking was part of it i remember last summer when i went to pune uh, to speak to the staff in uh, usa maharashtra one young gentleman took me uh, to go to this house to the staff worker's house that was around 11:30 or no 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 even late uh, a little late night i was surprised to see the streets filled with people not marketing they are all coming after the night clubs even i was so surprised to see a young girl a young lady going in a, a two wheeler all alone in the midnight i was really surprised and that gentleman was telling that young graduate was telling uncle this is a culture because on friday evening they want to enjoy uh it's not only in one particular place in many places this is the way things are happening and drinking habit is very bad and uh, another thing is they believe in luck and uh, they looked at some of the days as lucky days they wanted to choose some lucky days numbers it's very common even in our times we see that uh, some of them don't like 13 and some of them don't like particular day like that so even those days that's a way they were uh, uh, giving importance to that one one more point i just wanted to mention in the political uh, arena it is not only a one king was ruling uh, as we read in esra chapter 7 in persian kingdom there were seven princes they formed the council of state that means uh, uh, right now we see that uh, both in the state level in national level we have councils of ministers they help the prime minister or chief minister and uh, the bureaucrats were there why do i say this custom in a political also they were uh, uh, strong very clear as sister shirley prayed uh, god uh, is uh, working and as you are going to look at the whole book later we see that god has closed the eyes of some of the this uh, princess and king that we are going to ask a little later god is in a control they think that they know everything but god is overruling them and god's sovereignty is there i want you to know they are not a weak uh, structured people they are very strong politically and even administratively they are very very strong uh, the courier system post system was very strong because we read that uh, all the 127 places uh, the informations could reach very quickly and uh, by the way I, i don't know whether you know that the indian postal system uh, they started this courier uh, it was uh, the brainchild of an egypt member one usa member john samuel is a person who developed the courier system in the indian postal system they have a couriers but post office had their own postal system and as they were struggling and uh, this idea of uh, speed post has come and uh, even in persian time we know that uh, they were very strong hanging at for the death penalty was very much there during that time festival is a uh, part of any culture 
we need to have a right understanding of festival there are some people they don't like festivals in among the christians they feel that no need because everything is devilish and festival is bad in every bad things are happening in festivals and some of us wanted to have festivals basically because others are celebrating i also want to for example in deepavali people are uh, uh, using crackers so we need to have christmas so that we can have crackers not uh, doing such things uh, festivals we need to take note of it and persians are very good in that even when we see that uh, jewish people in those days they had a national deliverance day and two days and that was known as a festival of purim that we will be looking at in these days as you are going to study this book before we go into the uh, book in detail i wanted to raise this uh, big questions uh, as sister prayed rightly the name of god is not at all there in this book one more book is uh, the song of solomon where we don't have the name of god is mentioned in that case how come it is part of the bible because as sister prayed rightly god is at work behind the scene and there were discussions even uh, the people who decided that canon 39 books of old testament should be there in uh, ad 90 it was decided that time also they had discussions but later they decided that god is at work clearly god is moving is something like uh, in the chess game i'm sure that most of you know the chess game the coins will be moved and ultimately one person will say that check your king and finish the game is over and uh, it won't happen just like that it is a thoughtful move of uh, coins then ultimately one person is winning so god won this test and god moved the coins very clearly though we haven't we don't read the name of god in this book but we need to ask question how come it is part of the bible and uh, the appointment of a non persian person in dif- uh, in important position is a questionable thing of course immediately we can say that uh, nehemiah was there and uh, daniel was there but think of haman how come he was uh, not a jew and he was an amalekian and he was in power and uh, they had uh, the princess but one was uh, not a princess he was leading the influencing person in that place one more big question is uh, a jewish lady marrying a non jew uh, uh, that is not only a cultural question it is a theological question because they believe in one god and how come they can marry uh, people who are believing in many gods so my dear brothers and sisters not only here even in abraham uh, looking for a daughter in law it is not a caste hear me there are some people think like that they think uh, that's important to marry a same caste person abraham was not looking for a caste he was looking for a person who believes in god and that's the reason he sent out his servant to look for the uh, daughter in law who is a god fearing person and chu cannot think of it but here consciously modegai and yester decided other way around 
that's a big question in uh, the council which met in uh, ad 90 they raised this also as one of the questions is it okay to add like this it's a bad uh, uh, it should not have a bad influence in the church but we need to think uh, i want you to ask this questions so that you can think the uh, height of the gallows prepared by aman in a very short time it was constructed uh, that uh, big uh, hole that is seven almost 75 feet huge one huge one how come it has constructed in a very very short time that's a question we need to ask then first of all uh, first three verses we read about 180 days the banquet was uh, uh, they, they were they were celebrating and the seven day big banquet was organized at least the second part is okay seven days they can have banquets but 180 days celebration of feast how was uh, how was it possible and then uh, practical implications in that how come the king was not aware of the presence of jews in his providence when he and his officials took a very quick decision in accepting harman's plot big questions big questions king was so smart brilliant but uh, was he not aware that a group of powerful people are here they are jewish background how come it has happened and officials there are seven officials were standing with king but uh, they took a quick decision when aman brought to this plot that uh, such and such day on december 13th all will be killed all the jews will be killed and they agreed it and then king has given his ring and said i approve for this one how come it has happened though it is a big question for us for god it is not at all a big question god is there behind the scene god is working i thank god for sister's prayer it's very true though uh, we don't uh, openly say this is uh, god's doing like god's name is not mentioned but god is at work now now bring it your own context my dear student friends in your college campus in your university campus something is happening big people are there smart people are there in your own state in your own in our own country things are happening we know that these people are very much aware of the christian presence these people are aware of uh, uh, righteous people but how come they can take quick decisions like that god is in throne god is sovereign remember that remember that sometimes we want to put god in our box this is the way god should deal this is the way god should act but here we see that in the book of esther god is very active though his name is not highlighted or mentioned for this i wanted you to think of this questions quickly i want to have some uh, character study of esther you can mention many i am sure that uh, as you are reading and studying you may have noticed uh, many many uh, characters i wanted to highlight this uh, uh, 10 points quickly uh some of them are very personal but uh, very important an orphan that's a uh, very moving uh, for me normally 
a person who has lost his, uh, lost his mother or father, a uh, uh, young girl who has lost his uh, um, parents, definitely she'll be under uh, self-pity. Not only that, if you have lost uh, uh, some of your, uh, uh, like people who have lost uh, their relatives or uh, grandparents or something like that, it's not only orphans, but even otherwise, there are people who are uh, under uh, stress. But look at uh, this verse, Psalm 27 verse 10, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. That is psalmist's experience. That is psalmist's uh, affirmation. And here we see that Esther had a great character. And uh, the way in which we read these uh, two chapters, it's amazing to see that uh, she was like that. And uh, she was not having a self-pity. Otherwise, she could not ma ma manage like this. She was grown up with her uncle, Modegai. Why do I say that? In these days, many, many young ladies and definitely many young boys, they are not uh, uh, growing properly. They simply say that uh, my parents are not there. Uh, I am uh, growing in another house. No, not at all. Wherever you grow, you can have your character. I know that uh, uh, in our fellowship, there are many of our brothers and sisters, they don't have a good Christian background. Challenging. And some of them, they have to grow in their uncle's place, in their grandparents' house. There are many in our country, people think like that. They struggle a lot. Book of Esther is very important. I don't want to just jump into chapter four where she prayed and then she got a deliverance. That's a spiritual experience. Before that, socially, economically, morally, and emotionally, psychologically, in every aspect of it, how are you is so important. Don't just uh, bring a spiritual conclusion of chapter four. Very true, very true. Esther means chapter four verse 14 is important. But before that, there is a big character of Esther behind it. One more important point. We read that chapter three, verse seven. She was, uh, chapter two, verse seven. She was lovely and beautiful. Yenevi, that's what it says. Uh, Esther, chapter two, verse seven. It says that Modegai had a cousin named Hatsa, whom he had brought up because she had neither father nor mother. Very we, can, we have to use the word, very unfortunate. He didn't have father and mother. But there was a mentor, or there was an uncle who was taking care of her. This young woman, who was also known as Esther, had a lovely figure and also beautiful. I'm reading from an She had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Modaka had taken her as his, his own daughter when her father and mother died. These days, lovely and beautiful, we give it to parent lovely or to devilish. No, God has created you beautifully. If God has, beautiful, God has created you as handsome, 
don't uh, think very bad about it don't leave it with the devil don't depend on love, fair and lovely depend on god lovely and beautiful is not only in the heart it should be in physical also my dear brothers and sisters somehow when we become a believer we think that uh, beautiful beautiful and handsome is very uh, bad thing not at all not at all my dear young friends who are part of me in the bible study when you are in the college campus if somebody says that you are beautiful somebody says you are handsome accept it praise god let me tell you other side when you see a beautiful girl don't be disturbed don't have temptation praise god god has created her beautifully when you see a handsome man, young man and she obeyed her uncle in every aspect of it that's a lovely character humility and uh, her uh, life was definitely was uh, very much under god's uh, lovely thing we note in chapter 2 she was a lovable person very important uh hear me properly you may love people but are you a lovable person my sisters definitely my brothers very important so we wanted to concentrate only on loving others but remember that like esther like daniel and like people like them they were very lovable persons when they were in bondage when they are in other persons land people loved them respected them my dear brothers and sisters being a child of god you should be a lovable person she believed in prayer very much though uh, almighty god is not mentioned uh, god's name is mentioned not mentioned jehovah is not mentioned and we know that uh, in those days almighty god is mentioned very very much almighty lord is mentioned but nothing is mentioned but she believed in the almighty god she prayed chapter verse chapter 7 verse 6 she was straightforward i like that as a believer you need to be straightforward that verse uh, sorry i am not in a position to read because here the power cut and uh, that verse says uh, like you have to look at that verse there uh, to the king face to face she says this the man this is the man amon is a man who wanted to uh, get rid of uh, the jews then king was very uh, unhappy he was very angry that's what we read in that verse my dear brothers and sisters if we were there in that position we will say that you you leave this place i want to talk to uh, my king something then we will say that uh, this man is a root cause for every problem no esther was straightforward she was bold she was courageous she was, had a guts to speak before face to face now she was so uh, shrewd in many many ways though she was very humble 
and obey her uncle in some places she has to behave shrewdly she told him uh, i am going to fast i am going to do this and i like that last one she was very she was very proactive she was not a machine according to her own uh, uncle's uh, wishes she was going earlier she went very true we need to be that's what i highlighted in the previous points but later she was not simply depending on others she has to be proactive my young ladies who are part of this fellowship don't simply depend on your father then later your husband and later your son some ladies think like that i have only three people my father my husband and my son no not at all yes sir is different so my uh, dear brothers and sisters we need to make note of it i have consciously i don't have the character study of modegai that you have to do it separately because being in the book of esther you can note down many more points but these are very precious points for me we need to think very clearly the broad outline of the book uh varun vasvi has this outline first two chapters esther's coronation how she went into the palace and uh, haman's condemnation how the way in which he came up and how he went down chapters 3 to 7 we can talk about it and israel's celebration is uh, the last three chapters one more commentator i think that is uh, uh, niv study bible they have festivals three festivals or feast i'm sorry a feast the first feast is a king's feast first two chapters then uh, later we see that esther's feast then israel's feast little differently they developed but i like the other one first four chapters talk about the threat to the jews the threat to the jews how it was there the yeah, the queen of esther was selected without uh, knowing that she was a jew then uh, the plot was formulated that was there till fourth chapter 5 to 10 the triumph of the jews we see how god is at work in the situation and how god did it that will be looking at later god willing tomorrow we will be looking at other uh, two chapters chapter 3 and verse 4 chapter 4 paragraphs normally i like to study with paragraphs it can have more paragraphs but i want to have seven paragraphs the king selects esther as his, his queen up to chapter 2 2 verse 20 and uh, haman uh, plotted against modegai up to verse chapter 4 and uh, esther and modegai how they planned in chapter 5 and how king honors modegai that's a marvelous act of uh, god and the execution of haman god willing wednesday we'll be studying these three chapters 5 6 and 7 and on thursday we'll be looking at the last three chapters first three verses there's a, a clear cut shift from importance given uh, short passages chapter 8 and also in chapter 10 we see that how modegai uh, is uh, taken care or how he became prominent and god is there very much active these paragraphs can talk about 
brothers and sisters, when you look at Esther, as I said earlier, chapter 4, verse 14, cannot be missed. You can miss anything, but uh, 4, 14. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows? I like it. And who knows? But that you have come to a royal position for such a time as this. You can underline many things. Let me start with the last one. Such a time as this. My dear brother and sister, it's not that uh, uh, you're going to be a king or you're going to be a queen. But in your own places, God wants to raise you to the power. But at such a time like this, when God is moving the coin, are you available to him? A royal position, it could be various things. The biggest thing is being the child of God, being in a spiritual position. It is a royal position because in first, first Peter chapter 2, verse 9, we read, we become in the royal position. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. God, in his mercy, takes us to the royal position as believers. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. And we cannot be silent. And when God is at work, you need to be humble. But be alert. Look around. See things. That's the reason in USI, we say that uh, if you are brilliant, study well. Don't simply say that uh, after my graduation, quickly I will go to Bible college and become a pastor or full-time worker. Because otherwise, I will fall into temptation. And uh, if I do my post-graduation, I may lose my vision formation. We will say no. Even we'll say no. Being a mission-minded person, I will say no. If you can go up to PhD, don't think like that. The mission concern will grow like that. My brothers and sisters who are young, if we can do a better course in the days to come, if we can go up in a position, please, please work on it. If the Lord's coming is going to be delayed, you definitely, some of you have to be IIS officers. Some of you have to be in a real position where God can do mighty things through you. Don't be silent right now. And deliverance. It's not that uh, you can do mighty things because you are an IIS officer, because you are in the high position. Not at all. It is God who is going to deliver people. It's God who is going to do. But the question is, are you available to be an instrument in God's hand? Esther was available in God's hand. So understand this passage properly. And uh, it is not that you have to become a king or a queen. But definitely, wherever you are, God wants to use you in a mighty way, in a right position, keeping you in the right position, blessing you in a wonderful way. Now let's hear a very small passage. I requested their Samia from Ongol to read this passage for us. I'm sure that she's ready. Chapter 2, verses 3. Soumya? Yes, uncle. 
Yes, you can read. Excellent. This evening, the scripture is from the book of Esther, chapter 2, verses 15 to 20, which is as follows. When the turn came for Esther, the young woman Mordecai had adopted, the daughter of his uncle Abihel, to go to the king, she asked for nothing other than what Haggai, the king's eunuch, who was in charge of, of the harem, suggested. And Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her. She was taken to King Xerxes in the royal residence in the 10th month, the month of Tabith, in the 7th year of his reign. Now the king was attracted to Esther more than to any of the other women, and she won his favor and approval more than any of the other virgins. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vasti. And the king gave a great banquet, Esther's banquet, for all his nobles and officials. He proclaimed a holiday throughout the provinces and distributed gifts with the royal liberality. When the virgins were assembled a second time, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, but Esther had kept secret her family background and nationality, just as Mordecai had told her to do, for she continued to follow Mordecai's instructions as she had done when he was bringing her up. Here ends the reading. May God bless these few words in his hearing. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Samia. You are gifted in reading God's word. Thank you. Uh, we see that God's hand is behind everything and God is in throne and God is in control and God will rule and overrule situations. Normally we think of God's rule, but remember God is overruling situations. First nine verses, we see that uh, the king uh, was celebrating and he was in the high feast, the mood, drinking and all sorts of evil will continue if this uh, uh, mindset is there. Be careful. I am not against celebrations. I am not against feasts. But we need to be doubly careful. Job, the man, God looked at him a just, a morally uh, pure person. When his children enjoy their birthdays, when his children are celebrating, he said, I need to be careful that uh, they may be doing something wrong, which is uh, not pleasing to the Lord. And he was sacrificing. That's what we read. He was such a, a noble character. So definitely Job was not saying that you don't celebrate. Have feasts, celebrate, enjoy, but be careful. Know the limits. And uh, the second part is very important. In his heat, he diverses his queen. Here we need to stop and ask whether what she did is right. Definitely right. She doesn't want to show her beauty before this drunkard fellows. They may be officers. They may be great. Even when her husband wanted her to come, that's the way Bible says, want to show her beauty. My brothers and sisters hear me. 
just before this previous slide, I showed, told you that uh, Esther was lovely and beautiful. But your lovely and beautiful should not be used, misused. And what Vastis did, it's uh, a tremendous uh, uh, moral and uh, guts to say no to that one. And these wise men discussed together and gave a suggestion to the king, if you are not going to take action to this queen, all all these women in our countries, right, that's the way they decided and they removed. That is a very separate uh, point of our discussion. But one thing is very clear, God and was there. Vasti has to go and Queen Esther has to be the position. Chapter 4, verse 14. God has to take care of moving. Modega was in the right position. He knew what's happening there. When we see that uh, Modega was sitting there, it is not like something like a beggar. Uh, just very near to the king's palace, he was sitting and uh, like a beggar or a cranky man who was sitting. No, not at all. He was a smart man because tomorrow, God willing, we'll be starting from there only. Chapter 2, verse uh, last paragraphs, it says, Mudagai found out the plot and informed the king that somebody wanted to uh, kill you. As I was reading, I was just thinking of uh, our former Prime Minister, Indira Gandhi. It's unfortunate there was not a Mudagai sitting in that place. And that's what exactly happened. So Mudagai was sitting in a very crucial place when people are uh, uh, plotting and planning and uh, executing. And then he moved the coin. God's hand was behind him that he could bring his uh, knees to that position. And uh, she has to, he has to take a hard decision. And, uh, but he moved the coin according uh, to the plan of God. In her preparation in palace, it's another important factor I wanted to talk to you. Daniel was there in that position, but under the different king, that's a Babylonian king. And definitely being a Jew, Esther, Daniel, people like them, they all left their places with a good background. They came to this position. But yeah, Daniel took a decision to not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself with his food. But here we read, Esther is different, not like Daniel. As she was under the preparation to go and stand before the king, she took that food. Uh, that's one important point I wanted to tell you. It is not that uh, Esther was uh, compromising. You should not say that uh, men are strong and women are weak. No, not at all. Not at all. And we should not say that uh, her spiritual commitment is less compared to Daniel. I don't think so. I don't think so. Be careful. Don't be judgmental. Because I come out with one more verse 
uh, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. That is the counsel of Paul to the very bad church, Corinthian church. Later, when we are going to study the book of 1 Corinthians, we are going to see, see that one of the tough letters Paul has to write to the worst church, the Corinthian church. And to the believers there, he says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it, do it all for the glory of God. Daniel was not drinking or taking that royal food for the glory of God. But here I would say, for the purpose of God, for the hand of God was behind it, bringing uh, Esther, and she didn't have any fuss as such. Whenever, whenever it was needed, she took a stand. She fasted and prayed, and she took all her uh, assistants to pray with her. She made a big impact. But here, she was not a, a typical fasting and praying lady. I'm going to fast and pray. If the king is happy with me, I will go. Not like that. Sometimes, evangelicals, we may tend to think that uh, Esther should have fasted and prayed and Mordecai should have fasted and prayed. If it is God's will, I'll become a queen. I'm not against fasting and prayer. As I said earlier, she believed in fasting and prayer. <clears throat> she believed in corporate prayer. She believed uh, in raising prayer support from her own group. But here, she did a little differently. That's what I wanted to say. For the glory of God, don't have compromise, don't have less commitment, but be careful, be thoughtful. Standing before the king. And you need to have a self-esteem. And uh, it's not that uh, as many women are going to stand there, you need to have a uh, real pleasing thing. King was pleased. That's what uh, Soumya has just now read for us. And uh, uh, King was attracted to Esther more than to any of the other women. And won his favor and approval more than any of the other virgins. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vasti. My brothers and sisters, when we stand before the officials, when, when you stand before the principal, when you stand before the uh, people, how to take decisions, you need to have a right uh, attitude. I know that I'm talking to many of my young brothers and sisters. It is not a marriage proposal I'm talking about. That's very unfortunate. Some of the girls have to stand before the boys, whether they will choose or not. That's a very bad custom we have. Okay, uh, I'm not talking about that one. When you're standing before uh, the officials and things like that, you need to have a right, proper self-esteem. By the way, I want to stop here. And uh, gentlemen, if you're choosing a partner, don't do like that. Don't simply quote, uh, I want to be like this king. I will stand, I will ask many girls to come before me and I will choose who is a, a beautiful lady. That's extremely bad. Don't quote uh, uh, the passage for your convenience. That's very, very bad. I, I feel extremely sorry for my sisters who have lost their self-esteem 
because they have to send by letter to many young men and many will interview them and simply they will reject uh, you are not tall you don't have a lot long hair you are not uh, you have spectacles all not god's will very bad very bad i warn you my young brothers okay uh, that's a different story but here uh, esther had a, a pleasing way of handling things one more uh, point before we close the second chapter we see that uh, the ministry or the effect of the guy how god's hand was upon him when he was found out the plot and uh, look at uh, the obedient girl who was not at all telling king and others about the background she has to be very thoughtful that's what i said she was so shrewd and smart when this came uh, verse 22 but mordegai found out about the plot and told queen esther who in turn reported to the king giving credit to mordegai very smart very smart she was not looking for the smart uh, in the reason in chapter 6 when you are going to study we see that day after tomorrow this incident changed the history god's hand was upon the people so my dear brothers and sisters we need to be very very uh, shrewd the shrewdness comes from god's spirit allow god's spirit to work in you and humble yourself don't be very smart in managing situations don't be diplomatic that's the way we use this word in the uh, political areas even in the churches some of them wanted to be very diplomatically do things but uh, i want you to be uh, thoughtful about god's hand in behind everything so when we look at uh, daniel uh, 1:8 and later as we looked at uh, first corinthians chapter 10 we know that uh, uh, whatever we do we need to do for the glory of god not our ulterior motive is for our own self glory or to catch that seat some of us behave like that we wanted to say in the name of god in the will of god and even for the glory of god but our eyes are in the seat we wanted to go to the seat i need to be the general secretary i need to be the bishop i need to be this and that i want to be like that so we want to think of that seat and uh, we use glory of god and will of god no no that is selfish god knows your heart god knows your heart please hear me and uh, before we come into the uh, personal reflection time i wanted to tell you that uh, the timeline slides are made i sincerely thank vadivel for adding this one because i was uh, uh, struggling and he helped me a lot to look at the babylonian and persian empires how they came and uh, the time of esther is highlighted here and even before that the the prophetical books how they uh, prophesied about uh, the exile 
and what has happened to the exile and where is Ezra and where is Esther and Nehemiah and later Malachi comes as a last prophetical book as such. So I sincerely thank Vadivel uh, for bringing this uh, timeline chart. You can work on it. I'm not taking time to explain it more, but you can see that uh, uh, Esther's time in 486 and uh, in 486, the king became uh, prominent and 83, she became the queen. The Esther story starts in uh, BC 483. With that, we will close today's study. We are going to study the book, uh, other eight chapters in the three days time. Three questions for our personal reflection. First one, where was God in your life? If you consider as something like a chess game of your life, how the, uh, how the Lord has moved your coins thus far. Look at your failures, not only in successes. Even during your failures, how God did it. We hear stories. In plus two, I expected 99%, but it was not there. Otherwise, I would have gone to medical college. God uh, moved that coin like that. There are many stories like that. Even in your failures, God's coin was there in moving you. Second question is very important, not only for sisters, even to brothers. Am I composed or cool or like uh, very uh, quiet? Like Esther, when I was undergoing being an orphan, being a person who is taken care of by uncle, being a person, uh, uh, though I'm beautiful because in the streets, people are looking at me very differently. All sorts of things are there, but she was so composed. So look at uh, the character of Esther, not only as a queen. Before that, she underwent a strong negative things, but she was composed. If you are not composed, my young ladies and gents, why not? Why not? Now, you have, if you are composed, definitely God can do mighty things in future. I want you to look at that in two chapters. That's what I really wanted you to concentrate. One more thing is, we didn't have time to look at the lessons we can learn from Modegai. Not only for gents, even ladies have to think of it. May the Lord help each one of us to take this message seriously so that as we proceed further in studying this book, it will be a great blessing for our life and definitely for our ministry. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this lovely book. Though your name is not mentioned, we know that your hand is clearly was there. In every move of these uh, passages, we see that your hand was there. And as we look at our own life, as we look at our own family, as we look at our own future, as we look at our own ministry, Lord, we know that your hand is there. Especially when we look at our nation as a whole, when we look at our own uh, states and when you look at our own districts, we know that you are there. You are there. The God of Esther is there. The God of Modega is there. With that great confidence, we close this study. And as we are going to look at all the other eight chapters, minister to us, O God, through your word. Thank you for hearing us. In Jesus' precious name, we humbly pray. Amen. Thank you.